everybody. I want to thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I'm your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited about this conversation today. I try not to be biased. Y'all have been tracking this one down for quite a bit, and I was glad that our schedules finally synced up and she was open and willing to come chat with me today. This young lady is an amazing servant leader. You've watched her just break down these walls of just women in sports And I'm super glad to have her. We have Ari Chambers with us today. The list could go on and on, guys. I could just do a podcast on what she has accomplished. But she's an amazing woman in sports. She is heading over the Highlight Her with Bleach Report. She recently, and I'm loving this part, and we're going to talk about this too. She recently just won the Miss North Carolina International, oh my God, crown. And we're going to talk about why I'm so hype about that. Uh, Forbes 30 under 30 uh, recognition this past year. Just an amazing woman. If it's sports, if it's women in sports, you're going to hear. We got Ari Chambers. I'm so glad to have you today. I appreciate the time because I know your time is limited. So I'm going to pass the torch for you to (laughs) listeners and then we'll get this conversation started. Ooh, Chelsea just ran down. (laughs) I I had to put it out there, okay? I had to put it out there. Put me out there. Hey everyone, it's so great to be here. I'm so happy that this worked out. And honestly, I just can't wait to share in our in our energy and our in our sisterhood and, and whoever is out there that's, that's willing to receive whatever we speak of, like hey, we're here. For sure. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. Like, and I want to tell you this: your spirit is just so, oh my gosh, it's so sweet. And I think that that is one of the things that attract me most about like individuals like you and serving like you is it does not matter what they accomplish they're still them and that is the part that I needed you to say and I need I need to say to you personally your spirit just exudes so much peace and thank you that you accomplish and I, I'm proud of that and I appreciate that in you thank you so much I mean I try to stay grounded I try like it's it's not hard to stay yourself it's it's really not as long as you you keep it within and you know what your priorities are and what your visions are. I, I, sure. I am very, very intentional on, on, you know, following the journey that God has put out for me and just really trusting him in, in that way. And just honestly, it's, it's, it's within. So thank you so much for that. And I try to exude peace, but I don't know how I do because <laughs> I'm in a lot of chaos right now, but it's chaos that I've been praying for. So hey, it is for what sure. it is. <laughs> Hey, and you got to love it. And and one of the things, you know, when in talking about this platform and just for any new listeners that were drawn in by Ari, you know, we really are just talking to servant leaders who, in spite of all the things that they accomplish, mm-hmm. accomplish much, um, they don't forget where they've come from. So I want you to just take a little time and kind of set the tone to our listeners just about your, you know, career path. What led you to journalism and now what we know you to be today? Yeah, it's it's funny because I have this whole story about growing up in Raleigh, North Carolina and KL and Sylvia Hatchell, being able to be the, those women in those influential spaces like as head coaches. And then I have Dawn Staley down the street in, in Charlotte for the Charlotte Sting. But my journalism career in particular, my dad's a mass comm professor at North Carolina Central University. And my mom has an English degree. So I, I think that it was honestly in my blood. Oh, you, were, I, yeah, you were running for that. <laughs> I tried everything to avoid. I thought I wanted to be a defense attorney, but I'm too empathetic for that. And, and I just, it, 
it's just legal affairs it's not my thing um so i thought i want to do that then i had a teaching fellow scholarship then i'm like i would have to be bound to north carolina for years after graduation and that's just not how the, the cards <laughs> unfolded for me in college because i was a model but fast forward um to having this passion for women's basketball in particular growing up and being around my friends who played and so i would travel with um their aau teams and and really get to know players and, and hear their experiences and just just being around them so when i got to college you know i cheered and then i got to my professional space and i was still in in game entertainment and cheerleading in, in that whole sphere of things at madison square garden so i noticed that my friends in the league didn't have any coverage so i decided to do it myself and that's literally how i put together my journalism career <laughs> But, you know, I'm laughing because I'm the same way. You know, my mom was an educator, well, still is, mm -hmm. our life. We were talking just the other night. She was like, y'all, this is coming up on 44 years, right? Mm -hmm. I swore up and down, I am not about to be teaching folks. Oh, no, I'm not going to be in the classroom. Y'all, I'm sitting here. Look at you. Look at you now. But I do, right? And, and as much as we, it's so funny how we try to run from things and we have our own plans, right? Mm -hmm. What is the thing they say when we make our plans? God laughs. Yeah. Right? And, and he, he was laughing hard at me. I'm going to let them think, right? But I'm going to show them I'm in control. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. You know, and all that you do, oh my God, I can only imagine how you, your schedule looks. I don't even want to see your schedule, okay? Uh, but with everything going on, one of the things that I would love to know and that I talk about often to our servant leaders is, how do you keep balance, right, with your spirituality, within, you stay on the road, right? And I know the pandemic, but you can't always be, as the old folks say, in the church house. So mm -hmm. how do you remain spiritually fit with a schedule set like yours? I think that that, that that word set just stuck out to me because I use God as my reset every day, Come right? On. You, have to, you have to be mindful of who's working through you and who you are. And so in that way, as long as you begin your day like that and end your day like that and give praise where it's due, that's where it ends up. So that's the only balance that I do have because as far as extracurricular activity, girl, I don't have it. So <laughs> my faith is what grounds me and, yeah. and it like enables me to keep going day after day because it is a very exhausting career. I don't want people out there to listen and think that this is like, you're just cruising along the way. We are swimming, okay? We, we <laughs> might think about some tidal waves and we just don't know where we're going. But as long as I can keep and stay grounded, that's that's what keeps me balanced or a, like afloat or on foot. And I can see the next day. But again, also these, these signs that keep coming to me where there is instances of reminding me of my purpose. So in 2018, mm. WNBA All-Star, Liliana, she was a four-year-old girl who stood in front of the Jordan brand poster with her arms outstretched back when Maya, um, Maya Moore had released her, her poster with Jordan brand and she went viral. And then she was able to go to the WNBA All-Star game and her dad was like, you have to meet her, you have to meet her. And Liliana ran up to me and hugged me and put my media pass around her neck and then it was a very cute moment. But then the next day, her dad contacted me and was like, Ari, all she could say was she has hair just like mine. And when I tell you, I cried for, like for days. Um, but it was so beautiful. But that little things like that along the way remind me of my purpose and allowed me to stay balanced because I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. 
<laughs> I'm doing it how I, I how I should, and if I don't, yeah, yeah I'm reminded. Um, so sure. that's 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 my version of balance, <laughs> if you can say that. No, I think it's amazing, and I think one of the things that just hit me. There's always those lines in there. I come on these calls with servant leaders such as yourself that hit me. I think that was amazing. You said God is my reset. Mm-hmm. So amazing. I can only imagine just in our day-to-day lives. We're talking about just your endeavors. Mm-hmm. It's not what can bring and what storms can bring, mm-hmm. but a reset. And that alone just gives me a peace. Mm-hmm. What I go through, right? Even I'm starting to go and lean out, what do you say, into my own understanding. Mm-hmm. Said to say, okay, all right. Well, that's not... <laughs> That's not what I asked you to do. You know, uh-huh. I think that's huge. I think that is a huge, impactful statement that you have placed there. You know, talking about some of these endeavors, mm-hmm. talking about some of these paths that you have going on, one of the major things that I love and been following for a while is your platform with Bleacher Report highlighter, right? And as a young lady growing up in sports, a woman in sports, now cultivating the love of sports and young women around me, that is huge. Can you talk about little bit about how that came about your passion for and to the listeners that don't know where they can follow it and what they're going to find it's funny because i'm going to go back to your mention of leaning into your own understanding and then just getting whipped right back in 2018 actually i had applied to a WNBA social media position that i had already been really heavily involved in helping um, their social team in general. And I ended up not getting the job and I was devastated. Like I was devastated. Like I called LaChina, LaChina Robinson, she's on um, broadcast. And she's also like my big sister. I was like, LaChina, I'm crying and I'm crying. And she let me, you know, have my, have my minute and was like, better things are, are out there for you. And, you know, I had me being of faith. I knew that. And, and it stung, it stung for a while. But then I visited um, this queen, Christina Tapper, at Bleacher Report. She used to be the the editor of the editorial section of our company. Um, And I visited her and then two weeks later, Bleacher Report reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to start their women's platform. And it's funny because I didn't apply to it. I I didn't go visit Christina in the office actively seeking a job, just being kind to people and just saying hi and having casual conversation with them. And, you know, communicating my passion to people who didn't even ask, <laughs> who did not ask. And sure. so Bleach Report brought me on and was like, you can do it your way. And I said, I want to make this a platform that amplifies women, that provides a voice to the people who haven't been able to sound out because of the discrepancies between women's sports coverage and men's sports coverage. I want it to be all inclusive, which is all ages, levels, abilities, all sports, um, challenging myself to get beyond basketball. So I had formerly pigeonholed myself and that's fine. That's fine to stay within the basketball realm. But I I quickly found out that my calling was bigger than that um, in other sports as well and cultural aspects, uh, speaking up on behalf of social injustice and racial injustice and things like that. So Highlight Her is the culmination of all that. It's the culmination of being a, a women's sports fan, it's sisterhood, it's empowerment, it's let me tell this underdog story or somebody who's been overlooked story. Let me talk about what's going on without a filter. And like, you know, being a black woman, being able to speak on behalf of that, being able to communicate with an audience without strategy, just having that raw emotion come out 
but still leading in a way that's hopeful, that's empowering, that sees the light. Um, and that's that's the whole goal of highlighter. It should make you feel good, but she also challenge you to think like, why am I not paying attention to this sport? Why am I not listening to these women? Why can't I focus on any other name that's not a big name? Why can't I be open-minded to this situation or this situation? So that's what highlighter is. And I'm really, really happy that it fell in my lap. It truly fell in my lap. <laughs> and I think that is, when you know God is in it, it is uh -huh. so organically. Uh -huh. And hearing you explain that when you're like, I didn't call them, they called me, you know, I didn't ask for that. I just, one of the key pieces you also said in there is I'm just kind to people, uh -huh. right? you do and you can take care of it. I'm reminded of my brother Cabrell Huff. He's on here now and he's always on. He's the head coach at Voorhees mm -hmm. men's basketball team. And when he came on in the very start of this, in our first year, he, he, he ended the call with, when I take care of God's business, we make this right, bro. When I take care of God's business, he'll take care of my business. But mm. if I take care of my business, I lose purpose. Mm. that's all I see didn't it hit you right <laughs> like because so often we put our hand in the way we feel God needs our help mm -hmm. when it didn't look like it was he said yep I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but when we tried our way and I tell people all the time I tried it my way uh -huh. I don't tell y'all what it looked like but when we can take our hands off and mm -hmm. just him to move just hearing you explain that road to get to that place knowing that you recognize in this which was another powerful one that hit me you said i have to recognize when you're caught when my calling is bigger uh -huh. you started one way and guys like yeah that's great but uh -huh. i need to also do this uh -huh. it's amazing now even in its amazement there's some backlash that I witnessed. I'm telling you, I have to tame myself because I do. I get upset when I see individuals for whatever reason who, you know, come at the, the positive things that individuals are doing. There's uh -huh. a lot of individuals who, for whatever reason, uh -huh. comment negatively on those that highlight women and uh -huh. put equity in sports. Can you talk a little bit about how you're able to rise above that and keep pressing towards the mark even in the midst of that negative experience of comments in the media well we all have moments of weakness and <laughs> let's, just, let's just leave with that but um but in 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 those situations in particular i think i know exactly what you're talking about because that's the only situation i've ever had um god handles it and i love my romans 8 31 because if he's for me Come on. You won't be against me, right? So Come on. Um, it's a matter of what you said with being still and bouncing and being able to be still. And it was really hard for me, but I had too much to lose. I had too much going for me. I, the journey was mapped out for me. My steps were ordered, okay? And so I said, you know what? I have to, I have to take a step back and really evaluate, one, why I'm getting into this negativity, why I'm, why I'm even entertaining things like that. But you know that when when you present your troubles to the Lord, He's going to find a way to help Come on, you Ari. Move, move through that. And when I tell you, I said, I don't know what to do. I didn't know what to do, and that's that's I, I couldn't do anything else. I was literally paralyzed. Like I I was devastated and I was paralyzed because it was, there there were situations that were so public and so criticizing and so false and demeaning and all these things. And I said, Look, Lord. 
I have been paying my own way. People don't know that. Paying my own way, covering this league for almost a decade now. Like before Bleacher Report, I was coming out of pocket maybe $5,000 a year. Um, very, very like did it my way. Moved to New York, three, four dollar bananas, just trying to find places to live, just me and my dog. Um, and I'm like, I've, I've grinded this much just to have this roadblock in the way. But that roadblock, as soon as it was moved out the way, because I was like, I can't, this ain't my problem. <laughs> I ain't dealing with it. Like, That's well, right. Come get it. Um, I thrived. Like all of 2020 was just upward trajectory. And that was no mistake in the sequence that that happened, um, especially post July. After July, I'm trying to tell you things and doors opened up, but I think that I had to go through that to prepare myself, to get myself thicker skin, um, to, to just be prepared for all the blessings because you know, I'm tired, Chelsea. I, <laughs> I talk to you all yes. I'm just tired. But, Understatement. But I yeah. am prepared for everything that's coming into my life and I don't think that I would have been prepared if these things would have presented themselves last June or last April or you know in 2019 when I first started with Bleacher Report none of that would have been in alignment with where I was at the time so now that I have this sense of resilience now that I have this groundedness about me now that I know what I will deal with and what I won't deal with now that I know my purpose is bigger than you know what I thought it was before it 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 just everything just fell fell into place and you just see blessings on blessings i'm blessing on blessings (laughs) i think that's amazing and there's so much peace when you speak and i tell people i always connect with that peace exactly what you said when we go through things and recognize that it wasn't to harm us Mm -hmm. recognize that it was to prepare us so often we pray for things and pray for god's blessings Mm -hmm. prepare for the blessing when it arrives what are we doing in the interim you know I say this all the time. People should know this by now, but I love Christine Kane. I love her, right? And one of the things she always talks about is we miss our blessing in the middle, mm-hmm. right? We we miss it in the middle because in the middle is exactly what you were talking about. It was coming out of pocket, paying for things. It was, you know, like you said, those three for one bananas. It's those things that taught you how to be ready for all these blessings on blessings on blessings, like you just said. And some of us arrive and we're not prepared mm-hmm. and because we're not prepared for the greater. You also are able to recognize when God shows you bigger, okay. greater because of what you went through and what you endured. And I think that's amazing. I mean, Chelsea, I think all the time, what if in 2018, I would have gotten that WNBA social position? None of this would happen. Yeah. None of that would have happened. What if I didn't know what it's like to love something so much that you would just pay to do it even though it's worth your pain to be like what if I didn't have to like have all those sleepless nights now as stressed as I am right now like trying to no, I'm not going to call it stress as pressure full as the industry is and the constant motion of it I wouldn't have been prepared for that if I didn't know what that was like like running on fumes coming from Madison Square Garden at 11 30 then having to get a rental car at 3 and drive it for something to get the next day I would have known about all that um so you're completely right about those blessings in the middle because now it's just like a sense of relief. It's like it's paying off and you see it coming to fruition day after day and in blessing after blessing and opportunity after after opportunity. It's just really, really cool. I think that's golden. And mm-hmm. I and I sense that and 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 you get to the point where you even recognize when God is sent the test. Mm-hmm. Recognize it. Like I see it, I'm like, okay, here we go. I don't here we go. <laughs> what you're trying to show me on the other side, but I've been here before and I recognize your hand. Uh-huh. You know, 
was looking at something the other day and it hit me and it said, you know, we can't tell people about God's blessings and refuse or leave out the port, the part to talk about his criteria. Mm-hmm. And it hit me in such a way because it's like, oh my gosh, we always want to talk about the big moments and the verses that people remember and those taglines that we're always remembering the word. But you have to understand many people, if you read the word, they experience a great trial before they experience the triumph. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what you just spoke about. So I love watching it in motion. Mm-hmm. In these times, you know, I told you, I told y'all listeners at the beginning that this was for me before we talk about some of these other endeavors and what she has our hands in. With your schedule, I was thoroughly amazed. I said, <laughs> I can only imagine how tired she, she is. What pushed you to have a passion to actually run for Miss North Carolina International? And the reason I'm going to tell you I'm intrigued. So actually, I went to Livingstone College in South uh-huh. Carolina, okay? I was Miss Livingstone College 2008, 2009. Yes, That wasn't anything that I walked up there thinking uh-huh. in my mind. You know, I grew up in Tallahassee, so by FAMU, and I knew numerous Miss FAMUs. Uh-huh. That wasn't in my cards. Uh-huh. And after going through that, most people didn't know the ball player is now the college queen. Uh-huh. Now I'm watching you and all the avenues that you've gone in. And then when I saw that, I was just utterly amazed. I said, this is awesome. Talk to us a little bit about what sparked you to take on that endeavor and just the process, but not only that, the feeling when you were crowned Miss North Carolina. Well, Miss Chelsea, Miss Chelsea, I don't have uh, an extravagant story about how it came about. I was literally watching Miss USA uh, on my couch in last summer. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm 30 years old. This is my last year of eligibility for the Miss category. I want to sign up for a pageant. Um, you know, USA ages out in 28 now. Back when I was still pageanting in the past, it was 26, so I aged out of that one too. But international was wet. And I wrote to the de- director, I was like, hey, what are the chances that Miss Raleigh isn't already crowned? And she was like, actually, because the way they do it, they appoint the cities, but then you have to run for a state. So she's okay. like, actually, the one who was Miss Raleigh just switched to Miss Dunn. And so it was literally the door open for me to get the Raleigh title. And, and, and that tied me into my home city because, as you know, I'm in New York. And so I was going back and forth to Raleigh a little bit more frequently than I would have before. And I didn't know this is this is this is a crazy story, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, my grandma was starting to become sick and I didn't know. I don't think anybody knew. Um, and Christmas time, I came down and, and you know, she saw, she saw me get to Forbes. So, yay. She saw me, you know, have Miss Raleigh title. And I was actually in Hawaii uh, from March 22nd through the 31st or the 30th. And uh, my mom like calls me. She never like calls me on anything like that. But she was just like, hey, you need to, you need to, you know, see, like call your grandma. And so I was, uh, I, we, we don't, we don't talk on the phone that much. Like our family is super close, but we, we like text, we do those things. Um, so I was calling my grandma maybe three times during the trip. And the last night that I called her, I was like, yeah, I love you. And then goodbye. And then she died the next morning. And mind you, I hadn't gotten a chance to go back to see her. And I knew my pageant was April 5th through the 7th or the 7th through the 10th. It was, it was that, it was the 7th is the, the number that sticking with me. Um, and I was like, mom, I, I don't know, do like this pageant is, is <laughs> the, you know, the weekend of granny. And 
Granny's born on Christmas. She's buried on Easter. So that's kind of interesting. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we actually buried my grandma on April 5th. And then I headed down to Greenville, North Carolina to compete on April 7th and, and 8th. Actually, that was a thing, 7th and 8th. And I won on the 8th. And it felt really, really great because I just knew I, that was Granny looking down. She was like, I saw you get this rally. Sure. Um, so won that. But again, my, my platform for the pageant was see her, be her. And, and just, again, tying in my message from what I'm trying to get for highlighter and trying to get those young girls and women and even boys and men too to, to see women and girls excel in, in spaces that aren't conventionally made for them. And so being able to tie in that platform with my pageant title was just a blessing in itself. I think that is golden and it's amazing. You know, I, I can definitely, your first condolences, um, I saw when you posted and my heart went out to you because it's nothing like grandma's, okay? Yeah. It's nothing like grandma's. Yeah, super small family. I'm the only child, only grandchild, so it was hard. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Were you spoiled, Ari? I was spoiled. I was the only one. There's nothing wrong with that. Can you hear Probably me? I was spoiled. <laughs> so I'm not the only, but I am the baby. I'm the oh. baby daughter and the baby granddaughter, so... I get it. Um, you had the world, okay? The listen, world. that's why I said I get it. Uh, the coach <laughs> understand about being the only child. Yeah, definitely, for sure. But, you know, something about those grandmothers. You know, I was talking to Coach Lavelle Moten. Oh, I love him. Nine with nine. Shut Me up. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something about you all's area. I really do. <laughs> yeah and he's he's amazing and and he was saying the same thing he said you know he had me laughing he was like you know people ask me for my story and ask me to come speak and honestly I'm plagiarizing what my grandma taught me you know and it's amazing he said but I am literally standing on the prayers I'm the product of the prayer of my grandmother mm-hmm. amazing how they can live a life in such a way um mm-hmm that they can speak to us even when they have left us presently. Mm-hmm. That is so amazing. I know that you make her proud every day, every single day. You know, you know, as we keep rolling and just, you know, continue to have this conversation and speaking of that trying time and as it continues, a lot of people feel that once, you know, the funeral is over, that grief just kind of ends. And, but the same with just trials that we experience, you know, a lot of people see you on social media they that is just what life is right they don't ever see as I call them the story moments they just see moments can you talk a little bit about maybe a time or two where faith was a little bit hard to find you know we sit and we talk about having to have faith we also have to be realistic that sometimes faith is just hard to find can you talk about that for a little bit and how you just kind of find that encouragement with yourself what are you able to reach back to to you back even when those moments where it's like you know what God uh uh-uh. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's I I don't even have a specific moment of darkness that I remember because Lord but I do know that it happens more frequently than people think where I just have to disconnect I have to step away because I am losing myself and my mind um in the midst of all the like I said it's, it's of pressure this whole this whole industry is full of pressure especially if you're front facing and just being able to uh maintain myself and all that has been a challenge and so i would say like maybe once every other week i just i get really really down but said all that to say 
there there are tribes of people that want to uplift you and have you lifted in their prayers. So I'm thankful for Ashley Simmons. I'm thankful for Amanda Zalby who actually plays in the league and she sends me literally like twice a day devotional. So that's our thing. We have like group chats and it's like twice a day and it's me, Amanda, Ashley, there, Jasmine, like there, there are a lot of people in it and it's just so great to know that if, if we're going through something, you could just put in the group chat, like, hey, I just need something extra today. And they'll either get, give you a message or a prayer and it's always on time. So that that's always been a beautiful situation for me. And just, I love to write things down. This has nothing to do with, <laughs> with that, but I love to write things down and write my goals down and set intentions, everything with intention. Um, frequently and so whenever I get discouraged and I look back at my list 10 times out of 10 I've checked off everything that I wanted to do and so it's 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 a matter of keeping things in perspective and just slowing down and and being able to look back a lot of people say don't look back I'm like why not look back to see where how far you've come look back to see you know what it was like when you thought the world was over at that one given time and then now look at you it's better than you could have ever imagined and so that's 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 where I sit with that whenever I feel like, okay, this is a bad moment. This is a dark moment. I'm struggling to find the light. I reach out to other people's little flashlights and their little candles and they, they, they keep me lifted. They keep me um, on track and, and they, they know how to reel me back in if I'm just going straight. I think that's awesome. And you have to have that group, right? Mm-hmm. People all the time, you know, who, who, are occupying the seats at mm-hmm. your table. Mm-hmm. Are they sitting there just taking up space? Mm-hmm. Are they sitting there waiting for the feast but not providing? You know, mm-hmm. we've been in that potluck and nobody bring nothing, you know. Uh-huh. And people are occupying space in your life. What do they bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Love being able to have that village that mm-hmm. helps strengthen you. You know, there's actually, uh, she's a servant leader. She's come on, Erica McCall. Uh, with oh, the- I love, no, that's not, she's I talk to every She's a sweetie. And since yeah. she came on, she was actually really hyped to see that you were going to be on today. That's my girl. Um, she's another one that, you know, sit, hey, listen to this song. And when she has time to listen to this song and just to be able to just on those moments like that, we deal. And the, the amazing part about it is when you connect spiritually with a person like that, they may not even know what mm-hmm. you're and it seems like that text message comes in and it's like oh my god like you didn't know but I needed this right there in that moment I have to I have to tell you I have to tell you about Erica that's another one that you said you said my soul is peaceful she exudes so much joy and so you can't not be in a good mood when you talk to her so I, I love that about her like I said I talk to her every single day so I love it. and I don't talk to a lot of people every day so she, she, <laughs> that says a life. lot she's that a says life. a lot mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, she was definitely, she smiled the whole call, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just again, much like you, you're right, truly the peaceful spirit. And you love that, especially in a world where sometimes individuals become out of touch and out of reach mm-hmm. so the, with the more success that they are able to acquire. So, you know, and shout out to both of you guys for being that. Cause I'm telling you, I just like, I'm on straight chill mode. I always am, but it, it's, it comes off of you. Like mm-hmm. it's not, not even trying to give you a compliment it really does come off of you and those are the things that you know I respect most about individuals who continuously climb for success but can maintain that and, and those people too the, the tribe that you keep around you if they've seen your struggle they know where you're going so they won't let you 
go back mm -hmm. to where you've been. They won't let you. I remember a specific time where I was talking to Ashley and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't, it's just too much pressure. It's just too much criticism. It's, I, I don't want to do it. And she was like, what would you have told Ari from like five years ago? Like mm -hmm. you've achieved so much more than you could have ever even written for yourself. So like, you have to, you have to keep going. Even when I don't want to, I have my tribe who, who's a faithful tribe and who knows where I've been. They won't let me go back to that place. So I'm just thankful that they've been placed in my life and they're, they're here forever. They're stuck with me. Um, so I, love that. <laughs> I don't think they have a problem with that either. Speaking of tribes, right? You already mentioned kind of the very beginning of this conversation, just having like amazing people like Lachana Robinson to be able to have as a mentor and lean on and those things. Who are some other individuals or another individual who truly impacted your life in this arena, right? And still does that today that inspires you to kind of walk in this. You mentioned your parents, but who are other people within this endeavor, the same media arena that you can look to and just kind of help to mentor and shape and guide you in this? Uh, I would say outside of Ashley, I, Monica McNutt, Angel Gray, and Eric Ayala. Um, we actually have a whole mini tribe with me, Erica, Jasmine Baker, Jasmine Brown, and Princess and Lo. But as far as the ones who like, I mean, I'm talking about when I was broke, broke on the road with Angel and Monica were actually more beginning in their careers, they would have hotel rooms and they'd be like, yeah, you can come stay with me. It's little stuff like that along the way. Um, Megan McPeak is also one of them. But when I tell you, I didn't have it. And so no matter what, when I, I remember I was right there next to Angel Gray when she got the call from the Cavs because we were like, what are we going to do this year? Like, what are we going to do? She got the call from the Cavs, became an NBA um, analyst in, in, in broadcast. And I was just like so proud of her. And Monica McNutt, I got off a Penn Station the other day, saw a big billboard of her. It's just so beautiful to see them like blossom like that. Megan McPeak made history in Toronto with doing the all-female broadcast. And you had Erica Ayala, who honestly doesn't get enough credit for what she does, but she is a pioneer, not only the WNBA space, but she is the only person of color that's been represented in the NWHL. So she's holding it down for the entire sport of hockey herself and still keeps going despite not having all the recognition she should, but just seeing her fight for what her purpose is has always been like very special to me. And I know that when I need the honest truth, like Erica will not sugarcoat it for you at all, at all. I mean, there is no type of sugar in that at all, but she will give it to me. And she knows that sometimes I'm like, don't want to hear it, but she has been an inspiration to me. And so like between those four, I just really, 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 I couldn't have made it anywhere without them. So shout out to y'all. <laughs> I think it's golden. And the thing about it is you all have such a sisterhood, much like you stated in the very beginning of this conversation. It, mm -hmm. is, it is authentic. It is realistic. You all root and cheer for one another, which is amazing, especially in a world where, unfortunately, everybody doesn't want to clap when it's mm -hmm. you. And just seeing how you all shout each other out, have each other's back, supporting one another's endeavors, it is a sight to see. You hear me? Like, trust me, people, they may not admit it, but they're watching. And to watch that and see that, showcase that to my young ladies to show like, hey, women can support women. Absolutely. And, and it is amazing to see that coming from all of you all, like almost like your own sorority is. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, as we continue to have this conversation, Forbes 30 under 30. Mm -hmm. Forbes 30 under 30. And I mean, I remember 
sitting there. I mean, you know, we we're in the midst of the pandemic. So it's like you were craving and waiting for, you know, good news, newness. Mm-hmm. And it just starts coming out. Boom, boom, all arenas. And then I just start to see you all's names. Mm-hmm. I followed you for a minute before, you know, we even connected and just watching you and seeing you and seeing Christina, and seeing those names. And it's like, OMG, you know, we watch Forbes and the names come out. Yours is on there and rightfully so, all deserving. Tell me what that meant to be included in such that great honor and how that pushes you to keep grinding. It's funny because I found out I made it when you guys found out that I made it. Oh, wow. So, so I, I'm not a morning person, sister. So I woke up at like maybe 10, floods of text messages. And I, I just remember being nominated and getting the notification from um, from Forbes that I had been nominated. And I was like, God, if this is in your will, <laughs> let it be, but please let it be. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> please let it be. Um, but it, it's just great because in a more surface level perspective of it, you can finally show your mom, like, hey, I know you don't necessarily understand what I'm doing, but it's worth something. It got me on the Forbes list. Because, um, you know, you can't really explain to your mom how social works and how, like, yeah, you're on camera talent. Right. On TV all the time, but you are on TV sometimes. It it just made that full circle moment for, like, my family. I think that that was something that all the sacrifices they made for me, that was paying it for and just the pride that they had and they walked with. Um, and the pride that I walked with, it was, it was just it was so cool to see my work pay off and no, I don't mean to be justified by an award, but I had never won an award before. Like I had never won an award for my work. And so just to know that I'm doing it through my passion and no other intention, but to spread passion of the women's game and that received enough um, attention and positive feedback that it qualified for this award it was really 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 cool and it was a good it was good for the future because like you mentioned you did have Christina on the list and you did have Natasha Cloud and Asia Wilson and I, did your name anyway I think your name made it as well so you see you see these these names that you work with every day and be recognized in 30 out of 30 and again it's funny because this was my last year of eligibility the same way with Miss North Carolina it was the last go round for my 20s and it went out with such a bang because I had been struggling so much in my early to mid 20s and it's just everything just showed this is why you worked so hard and that was what the Forbes award did and it opened up doors for me and allowed me to meet people that I would have never been in the same room with otherwise I don't know how I would because completely different industries but being able to join with them and have collaborative efforts to you know, add to the cause has been really, really enjoyable too and fulfilling. I think it's amazing mm-hmm. it's kind of cultivating the experience of everything to be able to know what you've poured into it, what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's just God works in such mysterious ways to be able mm-hmm. to allow you to, when we think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm at the end of my rope. When I think that, you know, I've missed my opportunity, mm-hmm. he comes right on in. What they say, not come when you want to be comes right on time (laughs) and I mean that's just he just showcases that like why are you worried I got you and I think that's so amazing but you know kudos for all of that because again there there is not a time that goes by when individuals like yourself um, you know just humbly accept things like that being able to 
my young ladies that this can be, and this is from an individual who just wants the same thing that you do in life, you know, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And speaking of those young ladies and the young ladies that may be listening who are trying to pursue this career, right? Who are trying to, they see what you all do. They think it's awesome. They see, like I said, some of those glory moments. What's a bit of advice that you feel is most important that they should know before waltzing into this arena of journalism and sports media? I know that a lot of times we're, we're, we're going to leave with what God has for us, but you know, faith without action is what you're doing. So, <laughs> so you need to have a vision for what you want to do. It can be four different visions, but just make sure that you know, you have a clear view of where you want to go. You don't necessarily have to know exactly how you're going to get there, but just know you know, the direction you want to go and don't wait for somebody to tell you yes. Don't wait for your, for your yes, because what's going to happen is you won't be able to, to, to do it your way. So what I did was I took, I wasn't employed by anybody at the time, but I took my phone and I started recording interviews with players in their hotel rooms because I had personal relationships with them and would post them on Twitter and YouTube. And that's how I got found but because my delivery was so authentic to me, I didn't have to change it when it when it when I got employed by Bleacher Report. And that's another thing: present yourself how you can maintain yourself, and and make sure that you focus on alignment as opposed to trying to force something. So it, it's great to want to be at an ESPN. It's great to want to be at a CBS. It's great to want to be at a Valley Sports. But just make sure that everything in the company aligns with what you do because you're going to be miserable if it doesn't you're you're going to be miserable if you have to shape shift yourself so much that it's not even you you don't even recognize yourself there's there's a difference between growth and just completely changing yourself to who you are as your core so that's another thing and then also i mentioned because i had personal relationships with players that allowed me to get these interviews and i'm not saying go out and be friends with every player don't do that um but what you need to do don't do that what you need to do is make sure you treat everybody with kindness and treat everybody as a human and as as your brother and your sister and so don't you never know who's watching and that's another thing with the pageant it's funny because one of our judges was serving us food the day before we didn't know it was a judge but they they did that to just see how your personality was to see what you were doing and that was that was that was something that stuck with me but it's funny because my mom raised me, right? And she said, treat everybody with kindness, treat everybody as like, you know, y'all are eye to eye. And, and I, I was joking around with the judge and I didn't know it was a judge at all because I'm, I'm a vegetarian. So I'm like, girl, I can't eat this. And it was just, it was just funny. And she loved it and it ended up being in my favor, but you don't do things and, and move in ways to, to get, uh, you know, to reap the benefit. You just move in ways because it's a good thing to do. And wow. And that's, that's, it's, it's all going to fall in line for you. As long as you have the vision, you have the hard work, you have the, the people skills and you have a sense of who you are because you, you, you want to be able to be you in these workspaces. You really, you really want to be, we call them disruptors, um, but with a positive connotation because you want to occupy a white space for a company. You need to bring something that's uniquely you to a company if that's what you want to do. Do you want to go the entrepreneurial route? Again, same thing. Have a vision. Be prepared. Know how to treat people, and and everything will be falling in line for you. So many nuggets. I'm telling you, hey, I don't know if you saw me up here. It was going so <laughs> many that in that in that time, but I think 
one, exactly what you said, faith mm-hmm. without action, faith without works. We already know it's dead. It's what the word says. And so we have to be able to do that. But the biggest thing you also said was stop waiting for someone else's yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So often we are halted. We won't hear God's yes because we're so focused on what other people are saying. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll accept men's no and God's like, I gave you your answer. But let me tell you, Chelsea, I, when I tell you, I first started with, with, you know, interviewing and broadcasting and things like that. And mind you, don't get it twisted. I have a communication media degree from NC State and an English degree from Oxford. So on paper, it looks great. Um, but I am always going to be your homegirl. I'm going to always present it to you as I'm your sister. I'm not necessarily going to be the one who's the most polished. I use that because that was what the word was that was trying to use to sabotage me. Um, sure. Always stick with me, actually. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, candidly speaking. But anyway, but I wasn't the most polished. And I, and I took that. And I'm like, I can give an avenue for the next generation um, who want to be themselves. Because I see this, me making it in this space so that they can come up and make it in this space as themselves. Like with my bamboo earrings, if I feel led, with my red lip, if I feel led, with my natural hair as little Liliana saw in herself and me. And, and it, it's just really, really, it, it's so important to show up as yourself and to show up how you want. And these people are going to buy into it. They're going to buy into it. So just keep, keep doing it your way. I mean, granted, have some, you know, have some humbleness about you, but, but do it your way. And, and have, have that, that drive behind it and faith, all that. I think that's golden. Honestly, you know, just to kind of target what you said, honestly, there's things I remember. Mm-hmm. Those things push us. There's yes. things that individuals say that may not have been the most positive thing, but they do push me. Mm-hmm. It pushes me. So honestly, when you said it, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. In my opinion, it's a good thing. Because mm-hmm. those things that people say, they don't hold me back they spit fire under me to, to keep pushing. And I, and I don't want, I don't want the people to get twisted. I never, ever am the type to say, let my haters motivate me. That's never where I'm coming from. Correct. I come from a place of passion and purpose. And so what you do, you sprinkle your passion or you sprinkle your purpose on everybody else. And somebody's going to buy into it. You do never need to have, um, your motivation stem from somebody who doesn't want to see you succeed. You should never want to prove them mm-hmm. wrong. You should always want to prove yourself right. You should always want to make, make sure you can go right back to what you envision for yourself and making sure that's in alignment and not so much, ha ha, I told you so. It should never be a ha ha, yeah. I told you so, ever. I think that's golden. You know, and I'm sitting here, uh, Coach Patrick, I just want to make sure you didn't want to speak on that real quick. Um, but he put a comment down here, you know, kind of attesting to what you spoke about with the judge and just how your mom always taught you to treat everyone the same, he said. Uh-huh. Uh, Hebrews 13 and 2, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Mm. Yes, we see that all the time, right? And I was talking to a group, the Agave Music Group last night, and she was talking about an old school commercial that had come on a couple of years ago, and the guy was stocking the shelves. He showed up for an interview um, and, you know, just kind of dismissed him. I'm looking for the boss. I have an interview and he was still being polite. He said, okay, come on, I'll take you to him. He walks her into the office and then he sits in the boss's seat and said, I am such and such the boss. Mm-hmm. And you just never know who mm-hmm. to run into and who you're dismissing. And what the word says, you could be showing hospitality to angels and you don't even know it. So I think you both are on target for that. And thank you for that coach Pat. 
Yep. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> As we start to close up, um, and I so appreciate your time, you have no idea. There are two staples for individuals who listen and are often on here. You know, these are the two staple questions that honestly kind of initiate and walk you into this servant leader family. Mm-hmm. I tell you all the time, much like you said before, um, just having that scripture in our heart. But I always keep an umbrella everywhere I go, right? Because the storms are going to come. And so when the storms come, we have to be ready. We don't always know. The forecast isn't always right. But when they come, they're coming. And one of the things that I try to do is to ensure that I know that the same God that delivered me from the last storm mm-hmm. is God that's going to take care of me in the next one. Mm-hmm. And so in order to do that, one of the things I do in the morning is I'll always say God is. And rather than writing it down or I'm just taking a mental notation I'll just say, God is, he's my healer. He's my provider. He's my sustainer. And I keep, now you don't get a Rolodex, are you? just get, okay. So say God is, and I leave a space. Uh-huh. What, how would you fill it in? I would say, okay, I got you one. God is my author. I would, Come I would on, Ari. Yeah. <laughs> Come God on, now you got to expound on why, talk to me about that one. You he, he, he orders my steps. He writes my way. He literally every single morning when I wake up, there is there is something that I need to fulfill that is in in alignment with what he's trying to do. And at, like like I said, he he writes he writes my steps. He orders them. And so I know that whatever narrative that I'm trying to push or journey that I'm trying to walk on, it's written by him. No matter what feeling I feel, it's just it's it's of him. And I have to be able to live for him and so if he's the the author in the book that i'm featured in then that's 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 the most power that you can have right <laughs> i couldn't agree with you more that's yeah. perfect when it's new right that's a, <laughs> in our entry levels i love that but i think it's that last line that you definitely said like he's the author of the book that i'm featured in mm-hmm. come on ari like that that's firepower right yeah. And, and it's amazing because much like anything, much like the book, the movie, the theater, play, whatever, all you need to do is follow the script. That's all you got to do. Right? We be trying to ad lib. And- <laughs> stick to the script, Ariel. Stick, yeah, stick to the script. And it's amazing. Yes, I love it. I'm telling you, that's, look, that's going to be your episode title right there. Stick to the script. I love it. That's golden, man. You know, I appreciate that. You know, and of course, this is the servant leader. Uh, coaches Bible study where servant leadership has been you know the focal point of conversation not just saying we I'm a servant leader I'm a servant leader but truly laying the foundation mm-hmm. individuals who are in this sports arena right who don't neglect their faith mm-hmm. and also understands that in order to continue to have success mm-hmm. you have to understand much like you said with that judge and just how you live your life mm-hmm. I have to serve people I have to be kind to people a mission to create the create the longest but the most true definition of servant leadership and by doing that I get them from amazing servant leaders like yourself so Ari Chambers, what is servant leadership to you um hmm, this isn't so I'm gonna challenge you a little bit more I I just think that everything should be coming from a place of God. And so servant leadership is being that, that vessel, that, that, that thing that connects you to him and, and being able to pay back 
all the, the joy and love you put in your heart and give it to others and, and being able to connect people in that way. So as far as, you know, taking the love and joy you have um, within and spreading it. So I think that that's, that's been a general thing of the whole you know, time we've been talking, but being able to sprinkle that passion, that passion can be sprinkling joy too and, and love and happiness and warmth and light because um, you never know when it's going to need it. I was telling you guys about how my tribe gives me light in the darkness. And so just that, that happiness, that joy that you can, you're possessing, being able to give that to somebody else. What do you mean this is going to be hard? That was it's hard. <laughs> that was golden. And I love it. And again, fresh and new. And the reason why I know you all will never struggle with that question on spot is because you live it in your life. Uh-huh. You may have to take a pause real quick to figure out which words you want to apply to your actions, but mm-hmm. actions on a day-to-day basis. And even knowing you in your day-to-day, mm-hmm. see it, right? Mm-hmm. I can see it in your appreciation. I can see it in for other people. I can see it in how you take the time to love on the babies who love that their hair looks like you, mm-hmm. fans who love you and appreciate you. But not only that, to be able to stay in the utmost right heart and recognize the mission and goal when people aren't so kind. Mm-hmm. And then that you you said you said it's truth in action. That's that's how you can communicate the love. So there we go. <laughs> that's it. All right, you are bomb for real. Before we get you out of here, let <laughs> our listeners know where they can find you. Uh, I heard all your into. Oh, okay, Ashley, go ahead. I'm sorry, hey, Ashley. <laughs> You're muted, view boo. Unmute real quick. There oh, you- hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. But um, so I have a question. Um, first of all, the WNBA is important because yeah, I have nine so more. <laughs> so second of all, so you know, you love I noticed you love Candace Parker. That's your one of your main top players of all time. How are you able to have that relationship with her and um how has it like, you know, be able to build your faith, you know, just having that relationship with her? Yeah. So Candace is, is actually one of the people I'm really, really close to because she, not only did I grow up loving her, but when I met her again, with that kindness, right. It's, it's that saying, you don't know who people are. So she didn't know who I was, but she was so generous with her time. She was so generous with her words. She was so generous with her openness and it stuck with me. And she met me at a really, really awkward time of life. I had just gone through a breakup and everything, but she, and this is like way personal, but like she, she stepped in and she was that shoulder that, you know, like to, to help me get through what I thought was the most devastating thing. Right. And she didn't even know that she did that, but just to have um, somebody who was just so kind to you, that was really, really dope of her. And so fast forward to when I started getting more involved in the the WNBA and actually talking to players in the locker room all the time um it was just always all love and then you know you, you just went the more you see somebody the more familiar you are familiar you are with them and their story and and she trusts me with telling hers and again I don't ever want to push a narrative um so just being that amplifier for her voice and we're just there for each other so it comes full circle when we both are work for Turner and so now Whenever, you know, we were in office, when her and Kristen Ludlow had their podcast, we just sat and talked for hours and hours and hours. And it was a really, really like fulfilling experience. And I knew at that point that that was like my friend. 
And so it's just, I'm always going to go to bat for her. I love her so much. And she, you know, she has a lot, she's full of faith and joy and love and warmth and every quality that I love in a person. And she loves motherhood. And I think that that's really great. So you can be great on the court and off the court and just being a, like, she's a complete woman to me. She's like, she, she succeeds and excels in everything she puts her mind to and she breaks the barriers and I can't speak enough about Candace and uh, that's the hill that I'm gonna die on because anybody who comes around like <laughs> but <laughs> but that's how it started it just it just her being a good person to me and me that's sticking with me yeah especially since you know you see you know her going on TNT is very like a rewarding to see her like just kill it with her all her style and stuff and you know you just see you know a lot of black women now in sports that's coming to life and you know it's just you know like you and you know it's just amazing to see that and folks are now like seeing it but there's people that say like know you it's like we knew she had you know she had that talent but y'all just waking up oh, okay so you're so dope Thank you so much. You know, you're the best, seriously. <laughs> All right, I try. I try my best. <laughs> so awesome. We appreciate you, Ashley, big time. Really quickly, Ari, before you go, can you let individuals know where to find you? How can they find Highlight Her? Where can they follow you on social media to keep all this content? A hundred percent. I am very universal. I love to keep it Ari Ivory on every single social network that you can find. And that includes Facebook. Like nobody, nobody talks about like our Facebook links, but everything that you can find is Ari Ivory, um, A-R-I-I-V-O-R-Y. And then highlight her on Instagram right now. We're Instagram heavy. Um, we have a TikTok, but you know, it's a work in progress again. It was 18 months of just one person. So we're, we built a small <laughs> team now. So we're working on that, that and Twitter. But again, it's Ari Ivory or highlight her. Awesome. Well, Ari, we appreciate you. And I know we got to get you out of here, but before there's no way I'll let you go without we without us praying for you. So really quickly, everybody, if you could just bow your heads. Father, we want to just thank you for what we've seen and what we've heard. We thank you for opportunity. We thank you for connections, Lord God. We thank you for willing spirits, Lord God. But most of all, we thank you for vessels, vessels such as Ari and these coaches and those that listen far and wide, Lord God. Help us to continue to be the servant leaders that you would call us to be. Help us, Lord God, to continue to remember that faith without action does not work. Help us to understand, Lord God, that the only yes that counts and that matters is your yes. So we ask right now, Lord God, that you just continue to keep us safe, Lord God. Continue to guide us in these endeavors that you would have us in. Bless Ari, Lord God, and everything that she touches. Give us the strength. Give her the peace, Lord God, that she needs to keep running this race. Bless the coaches that are listening, the leaders that will keep following, Lord God. But most of all, help us to continue be lights so that those that may not know you can find you. In your son Jesus' name, we will always pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ari. You are now a part of the Servant Leader family. I love this. I love this. If there's anything you ever need, my friend, all you have to do is reach out. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. This has been necessary. <laughs> Absolutely. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all next time.